BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. afternoon good evening good morning whenever you're tuning in welcome to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity i am very very pleased that you are all here with me today we have a very special show in store for you today um and i'm really looking forward to it so let's get going uh we'll start off of course as we always do or at least how is we've been doing for the last year or so, uh, with a little section of my book, Everyday Awakening. And this section is entitled, The Universe Speaks to Us All the Time. We just have to pay attention. Messages come to us from the universe every single day. They come to us in many forms. They show up in different aspects of our life. The important thing is to pay attention to them. These messages may be ones of encouragement that come to us by the right people showing up at the right time, by an unexpected phone call, by a new opportunity showing up. We sometimes think these are just the results of the work we've done, and they are, and they are also more than that. Why would things go so smoothly this time compared to the last? Why did business suddenly pick up even though we hadn't done anything differently? Pay attention. Do the circumstances of our life move us in a particular direction? Do they cause us to lean towards or away from a certain situation? Perhaps the universe is trying to tell us something. Perhaps life is speaking speaking to us in the only way it can. The real question is, are we open to listening? Are our eyes opening, open to seeing? If we are not open, we usually don't see. If we are closed off to a possibility because of calling it impossible, we usually don't get it. Nothing is impossible for life. Yes, there are many paths before us, but when we pay attention to the signs around us, we know which one to take. Are you paying attention to what the universe is telling you? So 
So I wrote this section a while ago, and I, I, I believe this, this kind of came from uh, the outgrowth of a conversation I had with a friend, and they were asking me about how I got into running the radio station and, and the wellness center and all the stuff I was doing. And I was just kind of like, well, I met a guy at a party, you know, this kind of came to me. I just said, yes. And they're like, oh my God, that's so amazing. I can't believe like all this opportunity came to you. And, 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 and I thought about it and I thought, you know, it would have been really easy for me to pass by that opportunity. You know, lots of things come to us day in and day out. And sometimes we say yes, and sometimes we say no. And sometimes we we can't even believe it. We don't think it's real, so we don't even pay attention to it. And so it's just something that I realized about myself and how much it serves me is that I've always had the ability to just say yes to life. Um, sometimes with with some challenging results, but many times it's things have worked out well. And it's not because I had a pre-planned idea of where I wanted to go, what had to happen, and how this was supposed to work out. It was really just me just being flexible and open and, and, you know, not really 100% sure what to make of something. And I just figure, you know, say yes, see how it goes for a while. If it doesn't work out, you can always say, I changed my mind. Uh, no. But so often, if we can just be open, even if several things come to us and none of them work out, and then there's that one, and then there's that one that just is the right thing at the right time in the right place when we're the right person, and then boom, magic happens. And again, this doesn't have to be about business. It could be about relationships. It could be about meeting uh, your future partner. It could be about uh, family. It could be about just experiences. So uh, I guess in this section, it, it's really about encouraging us all to remember to just be a little bit more open to what life, to what the universe puts in our path. And sometimes it puts something in our path. I don't really believe in the idea of sort of teaching us a lesson, but maybe showing us how far we've come, giving us an opportunity to exercise our boundaries. You know, sometimes someone shows up and and we kind of get sucked into their drama and we're like, no, 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 this is not for me. And then it's an opportunity to practice our boundaries and say, your stuff is your stuff. My stuff is my stuff. Let's agree to keep that as separate. Um, and sometimes it's just about, you know, here's some amazing opportunity to hang out with friends or go to some experience. Like a friend told me about this amazing uh, a thing it, when I was in San Diego called Beautifica, um, which was being shown in their like science center in Balboa Park. And it's like on this dome roof. And it was just an amazing uh, experience. And I'm just so appreciative to my friend for mentioning it to me and, and that just being open to going. And, and it was wonderful. So 
you just never know. And, and so I'm not saying it's, yeah, it could be about a business opportunity or a career move. It could be about hanging out with friends or meeting somebody who becomes your best friend overnight or, or about finding a partner, or it could be about just having an amazing opportunity that you couldn't have imagined. When we're open to possibilities, it's so much easier for life to bring amazing things to us. And as long as we're clear that, you know, this is the kind of experience we're looking for. I want to make great connections and have wonderful relationships with amazing people who will enrich and enhance my life. Just having that intention can open you up to such amazing opportunities to connect with people. So that's my section of my book. The section is the universe speaks to us all the time. We just have to pay attention. And that of course is from my book, Everyday Awakening, which you can get at www.everydayawakeningbook.com. And of course, that just takes you to the uh, Amazon listing. But if you're like me and you'd like to support small independent bookstores, um, we're in a major distributor. So any bookstore, you can just ask them to order Everyday Awakening by Sam Leibowitz. Make sure to give them my name um, and and they can order the book and, and you can have a copy of it. So. All righty. So I, I see loyal listener Patty uh, listening to the live stream. Thanks for tuning in. As always, Patty, you are got to be one of my most loyal listeners. Um, uh, I miss William and Sanaya is also a very loyal listener, though I haven't seen William for a little while, but probably timing is not so good. All right. So now it is my extreme pleasure to welcome to the show um, Dr. Author, executive producer, and speaker, Sheila Grace Newsom, MD. Dr. Sheila is uh, uh, 72, is a practicing physician in Austin, Texas. She answered a calling, a very unusual calling for gender transition, which began at the age of 63. So not only is gender transition unusual, but to do it at that age is very unusual. Since then, she has written a book, A Calling from the Bones, she volunteered at a local clinic offering gender-centered care, undergone gender-affirming surgery, and completed uh, the MA at Pacifica University in depth psychology. She created a concierge practice centered around ketamine and focused on PTSD and suicidality. And you guys know ketamine is the, I think it's the only nationally legal psychedelic substance that, that uh, uh, therapists can use. Before her transition, she graduated from West Point, where she was the captain of the baseball team, served for four years as a paratrooper, and then attained her MD at the University of Texas Medical Branch. She was a partner in two large nephrology practices in West Texas until retiring in 2011. She has been an executive producer on three films. She's spoken at South by Southwest on keeping the soul in psychedelics in 21 and is now doing consulting work with brc a large addiction treatment center in manor texas welcome to the conscious consultant hour sheila thank you sam um i, I just wanted to 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 reflect back on on your reading from this morning and uh, you know i think it 
it speaks to so much of, of my journey, but uh, that synchronicity uh, mm. that, that you're you're that you're invoking, um, how events seem to to fall in line, but all of it seems uh, at times to be based upon a calling, and yeah. I, I I think that the thing that one of the things that I learned most in my uh, training at Pacifica in depth psychology is that the universe works with you as you work with it. Yes. And um, trying to, to figure out what that feels like, I think that's the hard part. Um, and the duration of some of our movements, of our pivots, I mean, how difficult they can be. And I think that's the other thing that once you answer a calling, though, it seems that you get into that stream. And from a temporal perspective, it may be something that goes on, you think, for a long time. And yet changes happen magically in, in, at the right time. And sometimes that seems too long, sometimes too short. But all I will say about what you have said is I've been there. I've done that, I've experienced it and continue to experience it. And thank you for reminding me. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Sheila. And and actually last week, our episode Connecting with Meaningful Coincidences with Dr. Bernard uh, Beitman, he did a whole study and then wrote a book called a couple of books on on meaningful coincidences and all about synchronicity and and what happens when things uh, uh, just kind of come together and paying attention to them. So uh, for any of my listeners who 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 didn't catch last week's episode, um, I highly recommend checking it out. If this idea of synchronicity and coincidence, if you feel there's a little more behind it, so I, I highly recommend that. Um, Okay, Dr. Sheila, uh, I, I would like to get into your background a little bit. We got to take our first break. So when we come back from break, I, I would like to kind of talk about how did you go from uh, uh, being a paratrooper for four years um, to doing what you're doing today? It, it, it's kind of a big transition from being in the military to, to being a healer, which you basically are, um, and 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 why... Um, and, 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 you know, talk a little bit about sort of the, the gender transition and, and why um, ketamine and psychedelics hold such an appeal for you. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern right here on talkradio.nyc. And you can also hear us on KMET in Palm Springs, California um, on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. And of course, online on talkradio.nyc on demand and on all your favorite podcasting platforms. And we will be right back with Dr. Sheila Newsom in just a moment. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We're speaking this hour with Dr. Sheila Grace Newsom from Austin, Texas. So, Dr. Sheila, I'm just curious, why did you join the military at a young age? Sam, I actually went to uh, Texas A&M for a year um, uh-huh. before, and um, my mother, out of the wild blue, I, I I was playing baseball and I'd done pretty well uh, my <clears throat> freshman year there. And uh, my mother sent me a, something early in the year saying, hey, I just saw this in the paper. I thought you might be interested. And, and it was a, a, something about the application to go to West Point. I don't know. Huh. I read it and I said, you know, I think I'd like to do that. And one thing led to another. I did the testing and was accepted to West Point um, in, um, that must have been April of uh, 1969. So wow. it was actually a prompting for my mother, who had been my guiding uh, force for a long time. And uh, same thing basically happened about going to medical school. Uh-huh. So it was really a prompt from somebody that, that I love dearly and who had my best interest at heart. So uh, one thing led to another. I will say, though, that the moment I walked through the gates at West Point, I felt at home. It was, mm. it was the most, it was the most beautiful feeling to know that I was at the right place at the right time doing the right thing in the right way for the right reasons. And that, that, that has stayed with me uh, around my experience at West Point. Uh, it's, it's something uh, in the ethos there. It's something that's very deep in my soul. And I, I'm very reverential about the, the, the spirit that, mm. that is held there. Mm. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. 
I, I guess there's a certain camaraderie that also develops when you're you're working, especially in the military. It, it's about working together as a group, and yeah. so you learn to rely uh, on on the other people in your class and your troop in a way, in 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 your training for dealing with life and death situations. So that really creates a very strong bond between you, doesn't it? It it does, and I. There's a, a story I, I want to share in that I actually transitioned uh, a lot um, in, in a public way through my involvement at West Point. I was on their development committee for wow. several years, and uh, my wife and I, after retirement, had given some money. And so um, it, we, we were treated very well uh, in going mm-hmm. through uh, that experience. But the the thing that was most important when I said, and, and I guess we'll talk about when that calling came, but when I began to transition, there were a group of about nine classmates of mine who uh, wanted to sit down with me, and we met at West Point, uh, but all of these were in my class, and mm-hmm. each of these individuals wanted to hear what had gone on in my life to prompt me to make this radical late in life decision mm-hmm that would change so much about who and what I was. But those classmates took that time to to come to West Point to have that conversation. Wonderful, wonderful. And and are are you still close with them? Are you still in communication with them? You know, the the last two years has been an awkward awkward transition just in the forces around around transgender. Yeah. And, you know, we're all feeling that. It's coming up in the crosshairs in the unconscious realm. Yeah. So my 50th West Point reunion uh, is this month, and mm. I not to go. Which uh, really breaks my heart because there's some of those people I would love to be with and to see, but I just don't want to be seen as a center of a, a, a distraction or mm. drawing away from the accomplishments of the class and the individuals that are there. Gotcha. Gotcha. I can understand that. I can understand that. Um, so, so let's talk about it. You, you transitioned relatively late in life. When did you first feel the calling? And, and, and I, I'm curious, just like, what was so strong about it that you decided to, to go through with it? Be- because I've heard it said that Nobody voluntarily chooses to be transgender because it's so difficult and so challenging. And I've I've known people who've gone through it and, and you you get beat upon by society, you know, verbally, mentally, emotionally, in so many ways that it's such a difficult thing. Sam, it, it was a call. I mean, I was sitting on the deck of my retirement home in Nevis in the West Indies. And uh, looking out, drinking coffee on an April the 13th of 2013, and I heard a voice. It was as wow. clear as you and I sitting here talking. And it said, Sheila, you are a woman and always have been. There is work to do. And um, from that point on, you know, when a, when a calling happens in, in whatever ways that you want to, to, to think about, Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's hard to negotiate that. And mm-hmm. I spent a good two years fighting it because mm-hmm. I knew that my, my wife and family would be deeply affected. Our relationship would never be the same. 
Mm-hmm. It was late in life. I'd lived this. I'd led this life of an alpha male physician. Uh, loved family. Loved my girls. Loved my wife, and I was still being called to do this. And mm. so, in 2015, I went back to Nevis uh, and had a plan to commit suicide. I thought oh. it was the, the the only way that I was going to honorably get out of this, and um, so while I was there, I remember the night before I was going to do it, I had a clear plan, and I heard that voice again, standing out under the moon, and mm-hmm. said, well, Sheila, this is about free will, and you do what you want, but there are people that could be helped that will not be helped if you do this. So from mm-hmm. that point on in 2015, uh, I knew that it was something that I had to move toward, mm-hmm. and um, so I... I had uh, we had our oldest daughter's um, wedding in Nevis, and that was in May of 2018, and that was the last time they saw me as Gary, as father, oh. as husband, and I uh, underwent uh, facial feminization surgery in Boston in in September of 2018, and that that was that was that final line in the sand. Mm. Knew that once I had crossed over to that, uh, that uh, things would never be the same, and they weren't. But I did wake up uh, from 13 hours of anesthesia uh, in a dark room, and the voice said, "Sheila, you've done well. Now there's work to do." So wow. at every point, I've had this prompting from something that I is not me, that's deeper, and so I've just basically followed those prompts. Wow! Wow! It really it, it takes a lot of bravery to do that. Um, I'm, I'm curious, before that night in, in, in 2013, which April 13th happens to be my wedding anniversary, that, that would have been my 10th wedding anniversary. Um, had you had any indication, any any kind of inkling that something might be brewing there? Or was this just totally out of the blue? Sam, you know, when I had to look back, and I think Mm -hmm. that's what the um, years at Pacifica in depth psychology uh, and and being in in therapy for many years, I had to look back at each part, each part and parcel of my life. And sure enough, uh, as early as being in kindergarten, and I write about it in my book, uh, A Calling from the Bones, but uh, I remember being one among the girls. And I remember mm. we had a dance recital, and mm. um, the big thing was that the the, the woman who ran the, the the place put on uh, makeup, and I I would hide two years that we did this. I would hide so that I wouldn't have to take off the makeup. Uh, so that was my first knowing. Mm. But there was, you know, there, this was well before the times of what even that might mean. So there are points in my life that I can tell you that that was there um, and broke through, but it wasn't clear until that very moment when there was a clarity that said, Sheila, you were one always Mm. happy. Wow. I had a guest on my show a couple of months ago, Bob Russo, who is a wonderful uh, executive coach and he's now like a spiritual teacher, but he came out as being gay after many years of being married. And 
the way he did it, his his wife was very supportive of him, and he said they're still very good friends, and and they and his family is all very acceptive of of his new identity and his new partner. How has it been with your family and and your wife or ex wife? I don't know. Um, no, we're still married, and she's the oh. hero. She's the hero in all of this. And my um, it was very, very difficult. Um, and I think, Sam, that's the, the thing that we, we underestimate from an unconscious, again, we're talking about the unconscious realm, mm-hmm. what, Im- what images we carry for others, mm-hmm. uh, especially those that we love. And so I didn't, I didn't know what image it was that I carried as father as husband, um, you know, the, the valence, the charge with that, the importance in others' lives and others' souls. I did not understand that. I do now, and I see how impactful that is at a deep level. Um, but the thing is, is that it's taken us all about five years to finally rearrange the, 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 the chairs where and how we relate to each other. Mm. Um, my wife and I are, are probably closer uh, than we ever have been. I can tell you, I love her more than I ever have. We live separate lives. We're in separate mm-hmm. homes, mm-hmm. but we're as supportive uh, with each other as we have been. And I think that's what spiritual love is truly about. Yeah. The same with my girls. Uh, I, I'm so proud of, of each of them, the way that they've worked through this themselves. And my way of thinking, those those three women are the heroes wow. that I, I reflect back to. And how old are your girls now? 27 and 36. And oh, wow. we're going to Nevis for kind of a celebration in July. Oh, uh, where the three of us will be together for the first time in Nevis. Oh, nice, nice. I've heard of Nevis. I've never been there. It's, it's one of the lesser known islands in the Caribbean, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and I'd like to keep it less. That way. <laughs> <laughs> I might want to come visit you there sometime. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, it's time for our next break. When we come back, um, let, let's start talking about your your practice and uh, around helping people with PTSD and suicidality and, and what got you into ketamine and psychedelics, because that's a whole nother topic that I'd really love to focus on, okay? Okay. Wonderful. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back in just a moment. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Regarding your health, are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D., the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Dr. Sheila, so um, when did you start to study depth psychology at Pacifica? Was this before the transition or after the transition? No, it, it was after the transition, Sam. It, uh, mm-hmm. I entered there in 2019 and finished my uh, master's in 2021. Right. Now, now you're a, a medical doctor. What, what was your specialty as a medical doctor? Neurology. I was a, a, a kidney doctor. I took care of people on dialysis. Um, transplantation. Um, later in in my practice, I did a lot of uh, death and dying uh, oh. uh, work, and um, that that was a, a large part of, of what wow. I did. Wow! Wow! And so it's not very common that you see someone from a medical background then be, go more into a therapeutic background. What was it that made you decide that like? you wanted to start to help people in a different way well there there's there's one um bifurcation in in my history that i've got to account for and at the age mm-hmm. of 42 i went to uh treatment in uh, atlanta for uh, drugs and alcohol uh-huh. and um so uh, i spent six months there um at talbot marsh recovery center and so forth physicians and and nurses that um, recalcitrant um, by nature but uh, so I've been sober now for 30 years but uh, it was that gift of sobriety that opened my eyes at the age of 42 to to most everything Mm. and along the way then uh, after 42 then those sparkly moments the right people right places right things right times became so important and I had guides all along the way. Mm-hmm. So I knew I had always then late, especially around um, the um, re- recovery and spirituality introduced me to a lot of these other 
conscious concepts and unconscious concepts. So I began to read uh, everything that I could from the depth perspective from 2000 on um, and uh, studied astrology. I learned, uh, I'm, I'm a competent astrologer. I did death and dying work with the Paya Zen Center in Santa Fe. And I did, um, I went to Vision Quest. Uh, I did a lot of things then that introduced me to these concepts. So it was not anything brand new. Mm. And but the formal calling and and I, I really thought that I would uh, stay and do the PhD. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I entered in 2019 expecting to complete uh, a complete uh, a PhD. But I had a dream that was very clear and that it was time to get out and start using my credentials mm. in order to help others. Mm. So, uh, that That's how I got there. So now you've had challenges with with substances in the past. What sort of attracted you to psychedelics and why do you feel like psychedelics is such a powerful uh, treatment mechanism? Well, I, I'll uh, clear clear that and separate those there each one of those psychedelics seems to have their own teacher or, or their own process and mm-hmm. uh, for ketamine was very specific for me i did not want to have anything to do with any of that uh, because i was afraid around my sobriety right and um so i i wrestled with that for a long time and just never bothered the, pro- the thing that happened, though, is that the suicidality, the mm. suicidal ideation showed up again uh, it, later in life. It was not until 2020 that I really felt uh, the, the, that suicidal compulsion that oh, seems no. to be uh, um, a, a major component of su- suicidality, chronic suicidality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my, my uh, therapist slash psychiatrist said, Sheila, I think it's time for you to cry ketamine. And I, all I remember about ketamine was that I had been an anesthetic that we used in the ER in my training, especially on uh, pediatrics. He said, there's a book called uh, The Ketamine Papers that uh, goes all the way through it. And it is. It's Bill Groft and Wolfson and a mm-hmm. bunch of icons in, in that that discuss a lot of the things, Steve Levine's work at NYU, et cetera. So I got a basis in it. But the thing was is that I had I had my own experience with intramuscular ketamine that mm. took suicidality off the table. Wow. And so once the dream said, Sheila, it's time for you to get out here and do your own thing. That's the one thing that I w- that I was pulled toward is that I knew it had saved my life. And I knew that there were not many people that were willing to risk their their license and and their licensure to move into those spaces with something uh, as unknown as a psychedelic medication. And I've lost friends around that. That I in the in the recovery community because they think that i it has been laissez-faire from my point that mm. i can be now having worked in this space for now two years that some of the things that i i've been able to to help introduce people to um have been life-changing in many many places so that's how i got into it 
Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. My wife uh, just attended Wolfson's training in upstate New York on, on ketamine and spent a whole week with doctors and psychiatrists and other therapists. And, and, and she said the space that they created, just the container was so wonderful that that in and of itself, in addition to um, uh, their own experience with ketamine, both lozenges and I am, uh, was just so profound for her. And she's, um, you know, now doing ketamine assisted psychotherapy. Um, and she started already working with uh, a couple of her existing clients on it and has found it to be truly an amazing, uh, uh, modality to help people. And Sam, I think that's my major point, uh, around the use of the agent or any of the agencies mm-hmm. is that there is this uh, healing has always been between individuals, whether or not it was shaman, whether or not it was mm-hmm. physician, there's a tra- there, there is a connection. Transference, mm-hmm. counter-transference is, is what Jung and Freud talked about. But the thing is, there's a container. And that's my point in working with people is that there is a consciousness of that we can agree may occur in this exchange that is something helpful, sacred, um, and it's the same thing that AA is. How can you explain how we have helped people to become sober after many years of abuse with a, a, a spiritual remedy? Uh, mm-hmm. That's at the basis, and it. Right. That's, the basis of, of my work with, with ketamine is that yeah. there's a consciousness here. And yeah. so I'm offering that at that level. Right. And all yeah. you, you don't have to believe it. Right. But the thing is, is that just the willingness to, to perhaps believe is all that it takes. Yes, yes. And I forget the gentleman's name who founded AA, but a lot of people don't know that he founded AA after having his own psychedelic experience I think in the fifties, in the late fifties. Bill and, Wilson, yeah, huh? did, did his own work uh, with LSD, and LSD yeah. had been shown to, to be very helpful with recidivism and alcoholism yeah. until it was shut down. Yeah, um, with everything else in the sixties. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Um, so I guess the, the fact that you're focusing on on ketamine now, on PTSD and suicidality some of that comes from your own experience, right? To your own challenges with suicidality and, and seeing what a difference the ketamine made for you that now you're working with people that way. So, so are you strictly using IM? Do you use the lozenge? Do, do you do IV? I do not do IV. I okay. use uh, intermuscular um, and I, I think that there is importance there's no established protocol for any of this. Mm-hmm. The IV stuff that uh, was begun with with the studies, especially around um, that it in, in my U was at 0.5 milligrams per kilogram, and mm-hmm. they, they reported side effects of uh, disassociation. Well, that's what I'm looking for because mm-hmm. uh, I believe with uh, with intramuscular injections at one milligram per kilogram, that there is a psychedelic experience that is constellated in which there is some disassociation between ego and self, mm. the universe, mm-hmm. not 
unassociation, not in consciousness, but just enough of a separation for this to determine that it's not it's not exactly that. It's mm -hmm. connected. And so that larger self. But I think that's where the neuroplasticity comes in, that there are new pathways created. And the, 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 the hallmark is a psychedelic experience. Mm. That's what I've found in my work. There, there are some studies that, that support that. Mm -hmm. But the main thing is, is that the intermuscular at, at a certain dose provides that. I think that having a platform in which that consciousness is constellated and created is important. So mm -hmm. I do three separate uh, treatments. And mm -hmm. then I offer a uh, troche uh, mm -hmm. in slightly in, in larger dose in order for absorption to obtain about the same level. Uh -huh. I have people do that uh, for uh, monthly for um, four to six months afterwards. So uh -huh. that, that's, that's my protocol. Mm -hmm. And Fortunately, with um, BRC Recovery, who I've been uh, involved with, there's now a, becoming funded a veteran tract there for veterans with suicidality and substance use disorder. Um, we are putting together protocols in order to, to use what I'm using. Fortunately, we're going to be able to wrap that with uh, Auburn University's research uh, mm -hmm. and begin to do formal trials. And that's what we don't have. We don't have the formal trials uh, from the scientific basis in order to say, okay, we've got double-blinded uh, trials here that, that show that suicidality and substance use disorder and long-term sobriety is positively infect, uh, affected by what we do. So that that's where I am. I'm trying to connect all those pieces. Wonderful, wonderful. That's that's amazing, especially working with veterans that they're so so needed and and so ignored. Um, okay, it's time for us to take our last break of the show. So when we come back, I'd love to ask you about um, uh, keeping the soul in psychedelics. The, the talk you gave at South by Southwest, and and I'm just curious of, of, about the films that you helped to produce. What those were about, okay? And then we'll then we'll wrap things up. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And if you missed any part of today's show, don't forget you can always catch us on all the podcasting platforms: Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, everywhere there that you can find a, a podcast. And if you can't find me on your favorite podcasting app, let me know, and we'll make sure we'll get there. And we'll be right back with Dr. Sheila Newsom in just a moment. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. 
you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. So, Dr. Sheila, I'm curious, uh, uh, what was your talk about at South by Southwest in terms of keeping the soul in psychedelics? What, what, what did you talk about? Sam, it, it, it was not a presentation. I just had one of these stop offerings. I mean, I, I thought it would be such a big deal. But the thing is, there were about uh, there were a room full of people, and my premise, and this was 2022, my premise was is that there was something sacred in this medication that we've got to to maintain uh, th- this vision that it's more than just medicine. There yeah. is a sacredness uh, with this that in fact that in fact uh, affects something deeper than just our conscious mind. It's the mm-hmm. soul. It's that unconscious that we we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I've heard it said that psychedelics treat maladies of the soul. Um, And so that it's, it's much more. And and my experience has been, it's much more than just a mental health healing uh, modality that it's, it's really sort of a a spiritual development tool. Um, Though, though the first step in really developing spiritually is undoing the trauma that we've experienced through life. Um, And I know you've done a lot of work on on the suicidality and PTSD. How many people have you worked with over the years that you've had such wonderful results with? Well, you know, the the numbers are not, I think, reflective. I I think I'm up to the 60 range. Okay. Yeah. Um, So, you know, so 200 times I've been in that space. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, um, to be honest with you, I've had one un, something untoward happen in that, mm-hmm. and that was in re, in reflection back. It was mm-hmm. a, a underhydration. Uh, you were a nephrologist uh, to have been in that space. The thing is, is that remember that ketamine was developed in Vietnam uh, to get wounded soldiers in shock from the battlefield back to the mass unit, and so. No respiratory or cardiac suppression. And so mm-hmm. it's a safe medication to work with. As long as you do the, the preparation and help form that container in a specific way, then it's a safe medication. Yeah. And the worst thing that happens is that um, there, there's just 
if there's anything untoward, you can walk people through 45 minutes uh, of uh, reassurance. And that's, that's basically what has happened in that one time. Mm. But the other 200 times have been people awake and say, I don't know, something shifted there, or mm. I heard something, or a voice was. There's an infinity of landscapes there in that psychic mm. terrain. But I think my the main thing that I've been able to do is to help people feel reassuring going into the space, mm -hmm. then helping them understand that there was a consciousness that was, and I always say, this is a loving presence that is here in this consciousness. Yeah. And I, I called it Metis, uh, the goddess of wisdom. Mm -hmm. That consciousness, that love and wisdom, and, and that deep, Feminine, sacred feminine is what I think underlies that. That that's my own thing, but mm -hmm. I offer that as a way to frame the experience, and mm -hmm. I think that has a lot to do with the the positive effects that we've had. Mm -hmm. And and I know you're looking to work with veterans more. Have you worked with veterans yet? You know, I, I've had a people, a, a few people that are veterans. Mm -hmm. The veteran uh, track that that is being uh, constellated at BRC is just uh, at the, is a genesis uh, at, at okay. this point. Right, and so right. We we will be doing that. The Department of Defense finally has said, "Yeah, we understand that mental health, especially around suicidality and substance use disorder, is a big problem in, yeah. in, in the veteran population." So there's payment for that. And then with the researchers at Auburn, um, also Department of Defense funding those specific studies. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So, so I'm curious, it said in your bio that you've uh, been executive producer on three films. What kinds of films were they? Well, uh, one, uh, one uh, the... Um, we got to, to go and walk the carpet at the uh, Directors Guild in, in Hollywood, but it was a, a film by uh, Russell Bush, who is now Rose Bush, um, called Vultures of Tibet. And it was an odd constellation of, of synchronicities, but I went to Tibet and did a Quora around Mount Kalesh uh, after retirement came back and I was involved with the Austin Film Society and ran into somebody at, at a mixer and I we started chatting. He had just returned from Tibet and filmed this. It's a beautiful 20 minute uh, film on Vimeo that I would encourage people to look, but it, it involves vultures and uh, uh, the, the ritual that the uh, Buddhist tradition has in that part of the world is the vultures then consume the, the bones and the flesh of the, the dead. And that was a, a beautiful rendition of that. Wow. Uh, let's see, the, the second was a, a feature-length film um, called Iron Orchard that I was involved with, uh, with a really uh, talented uh, director, uh, Ty mm -hmm. Roberts, and... Um, then um, the last one is Lover Beloved, um, and um, that's just I, I come out. So uh, anyway, I, I've been involved with the Austin Film Society for. Ah, uh, okay. So that's how I got involved. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and, and so I'm curious, you, you've written a calling from the bones. Is there another book in the back of your mind in the works? Or? Yeah. No, I, there, there is, Sam. And it's funny that you, you prompt that, but I, that I wrote that actually under the name of Sheila Grace MD, just as I was beginning to uh, uh, really enter transition fully. So I'm uh, now planning on doing a more in-depth work mm. um, uh, uh, around a lot of the depth issues, mm-hmm. pathology, depth issues, dreams, et cetera, that go along with what I've been through. Mm. So I'm hopeful to frame that in a way that people can understand, but also to introduce them to other ways of looking at the world. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, you'll let me know when, when that book's going to come out. We'll have you back on the show to talk all about it. Okay. Sam, one other thing, I've got to give a shout out to uh, my brother, uh, my cousin and my maternal aunt who have been extremely helpful in in everything that I've done. And I just Mm -hmm. couldn't, I could not have been here and, and survived without those three people. So I just want to say, Thank you and love all to to those. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Sheila, for coming on the show today. If anybody wants to learn more about you or get in touch with you, would you like to give out your website or any contact info? Yeah, the the best thing uh, is to go to LinkedIn to Sheila Grace Newsom, uh, M-A-M-D, or... um, uh, uh, finding Metis, F-I-N-D-I-N-G-M-E-T-I-S dot com is, is my website. And uh-huh. I think those are, that's the, the, the best way to get, get through to me. All right. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, we'll make sure that uh, we get that in the show notes so people have a way of finding you. Dr. Sheila, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on my show. It's really been a pleasure and honor to to get to know you on a deeper level and to to hear your story. I, I thank you for having the courage uh, to share and 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 for the work that you're doing. So thank you so much. Yeah. All right. And and of course, thank you, my loyal listeners, for continuing to tune in and and be a part of the show. Without you, there is no show. So please, if you um, got something out of this interview if there's something that touched you please share it with your friends and family if you know someone maybe who's going through a a gender transition maybe um this might serve them in some way so please uh share this with those people so thank you all for tuning in we will talk to you all next week business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. 
please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 